You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Never underestimate what the, uh, the musicians and singers do because uh, in Scripture, praise always precedes breakthrough. Praise always precedes breakthrough. The world that we live in is, uh, is uh, infested and infected, neutralized, paralyzed by a spirit of entitlement. Entitlement just, just wants it and then is rarely appreciative when it gets it. When, uh, when I first moved to California, I love California, by the way. I love San Diego. Just so you know, when, uh, when Leanne and I felt called, when God told us to go to San Diego, there, there, is, no, there is no plan B. There's no other plan. This is, this is it. And we knew one day we would be senior pastors. And when we took the pastorate, we were going to give our lives to that city. So we're going to be buried here in San Diego. San Diego is our city for life. This is not what we're doing until a bigger gig or, no, no, San Diego. San Diego. But, but, let me just say all that, but. Uh, I could not get over the, the lack of chivalry. I remember this, my, my wife and I, you probably know, we, we do coffee together. I, I, I try to start the day with the word and wife. And I'm telling you, everything flows peacefully from there. So Leanne and I will begin every morning with, with coffee and the Bible. And it's, it's just awesome. But I remember this, this, this one, one day, it was, it was kind of raining, which it really does in San Diego. We, we pull up at the, at the Starbucks before there was Mostra and Blue Bottle and uh, Elixir and Lofty and King's Craft and all the great new coffee places, Bird Rock. You know, before all of those places, it was, you just had to go to Starbucks. And uh, so, so we pull up and... Leanne gets out, and we could see there's a little bit of a line. So Leanne gets out, and so I said, "Oh, Park, you you jump in." And, uh, and another guy was was also Leanne was walking this way. He's walking this way, and he's you know, and Leanne's walking you know at a good pace, and he's and so he tries to get ahead. So he opens the door. So I'm thinking, you know, he's just getting ahead to open the door, you know, and uh, so he opens the door and just lets it slam, you know, in Leanne's face, and so because he had to get into the line ahead of her. And uh, so chivalry was gone. So now what I love doing is I love, I, I'll hold the door. We go to Nordstrom's and I hold the door and people are like awkward, like, do I just walk? Uh? And some people will open and I'm like, I'm holding the door open. And then other people walk through and they can't make eye contact because it's like awkward. And so I just say it anyway, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, and then they're like, oh, what the hell? And... The Bible says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise. I, I don't feel God. I don't, like you guys at C3 Church, like you talk a lot about God. I don't feel him. I don't, I don't even know if I believe in him. Well, it's because you're an ungrateful. No, it's because <clears throat> we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. The pathway into his presence. We enter his gates. God lives in a gated community. And doo -doo 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 -doo, the access code is thanksgiving. You'll find as you just begin to, to start getting more thankful, all of a sudden, man, I've entered into the I've entered into a brand new zone. Then, but God says, hey, don't just wait out here, come right in. That the access code into the holy of holies is praise. 
is praise. So never underestimate what the praise and worship team does up here. They bring praise. As you begin to praise, breakthrough, walls begin to come down. Do you know the Bible says that as they began to praise, God sent ambushes amongst the enemy. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of His people. It was Joshua circling an impregnable fortress called Jericho. As their praise went up, the walls came down. You have no idea what is coming down as you're sending your praise up. The devil knows that a praising church is a powerful church. And likewise, he knows that a powerless people are a people that got no praise. Don't praise Him just because something happened. Praise Him because of who He is. Come on, take 10 seconds and just give Him a praise. Stick it to the devil. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. I'm about to enter into the greatest season, the greatest level of blessing, the greatest prosperity, the greatest peace. God, oh God, we give You praise and we give You glory. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Slap someone's amen. I feel better already. <laughs> Hallelujah. Really quickly, I, I want to get through this message, and I didn't quite get through it in the uh, in the nine a.m. So I'm going to just cut and paste a little bit. But uh, after the Pearl Harbor attack in 1945, devastating. One of the one of the greatest and worst attacks on U.S. soil ever in our history. Suicide bombers flying in, the, the, the loss of lives. But Emperor Yamamoto said, I fear that all we have done is awoken a sleeping giant. But on August 6, 1945, the United States flew over Japan and dropped on Hiroshima the atomic bomb. It was the first time the atomic bomb had been used. The, the, the devastation of that moment put an exclamation mark in human history. Never, never before had one bomb created such, such widespread loss of life and devastation and destruction. The atomic bomb is based on the science that the smallest of all molecules is the atom and if an atom can be split, if an atom can be split, it creates a chain reaction that ends up being explosive and devastating. And so the title of my message today is Atomic, is Atomic. And we're going to get into it in a moment. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis 1, God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man. It's interesting let us make men. And the Lord said, let us make men in our image. So some, some uh, cults and the definition, well, the difference between a cult and the, the true church is every cult does not believe in the Trinity. That's how you know it's a cult, whether it's Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever. But the Bible teaches that, that God is a, is a Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So God said, God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And then it says, in the image of God created. Not in the image of God and the angels. So it's not talking about let us angels. God said, let us, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image and in our likeness. I want you to know that you are like your heavenly Father. You are also a trinity. You are also a trinity. You are body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. In fact, you will find that because God is a trinity, 
everything that he created has what I call the watermark evidence, the fingerprint of God. God created time. Time exists in a trinity. It exists in a trinity. We have time has the past, the present, and the future. It exists in three dimensions simultaneously because God created it. God created the elements. The elements are earth, wind, and fire. God created space, height, depth, breath. Everything that God created, God created, and it resembles the Trinity. It resembles Him. It has His watermark on it. God created family. Family. By myself, I can't be a family. I'm a person. I belong to a family, but I don't become a family. Even when I married Leanne, we were, we were a young couple. We were a couple, but we were not yet a family. For there to be a family, it must become a trinity. There must be father, mother, and child. Without a child, I'm not father and mother. We are husband and wife. But when we have a child, we become a trinity. The, the devil has been around for millennia, for thousands of years. And he knows that the splitting of an atom can create this devastating effect in the same way the splitting of a family because I'm not sure whether you realize this, but the smallest of all molecules, the atom, is also a trinity. An atom has three components. Protons, electrons, and neutrons make up the atom because everything God creates has his watermark, has his fingerprint. And if the splitting of an atom can cause such devastating effect, the enemy understands the splitting of the family. In fact, as you travel around the world, whether you're in psychology, psychiatry, whether you're uh, a social worker, uh, you, will, you will begin to discover that the number one cause of, of homelessness, broken family, the number one cause of drug addiction, brokenness in the family, prisons, 91% of prison inmates, father absent households, brokenness in the family, brokenness in the family, addiction, brokenness in the family, brokenness in the family, brokenness in the family. In the, family. the church carries the heart of God it's meant to we're meant to carry the heart of God and God's heart is for family let me just say this God did not create man because he needed a worker for his garden it was like the Lord created a garden thought oh, I'm not looking after it let's create some little oompa loompas now I know Willy Wonka had oompa loompas to run the chocolate factory you know and some of them were being gobbled up by snozwangers whoever heard of a snozwanger and uh and so he had, he had Oompa Loompas running the factory. God did not create man because he needed Oompa Loompas to run his factory. God created man. God created you and I because God, between the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, had this perfect love, had this perfect fellowship. They said, man, it's, it's almost wrong for us to have this joy and this peace and this love and keep it all to ourselves. Let us make man in our image and bring him into this euphoric experience. God created you to experience love. God created you to experience his family. You were always meant to be his family. In fact, the Bible calls Adam the son of God. If you look at the genealogies, it says that, you know, Seth was the son of Adam. Adam was the son of God. 
God. God created man because he wanted family. You, you, as you come into God's family, will begin to find that God's healing presence and healing power will begin to flow. Jesus in Matthew 19 said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. What God has joined together, let man not separate. What God has joined together in an atom, let man not separate, lest he creates atomic that can destroy and wipe out an entire city like Hiroshima. And so, so the enemy goes after destroying, he goes after separating the, the, the nuclei of the, the, the family. So today we're, we're continuing our family-ish series. So I want to kind of dig in on some of these things. I, I did a little bit of study and I found out that the, the uh, three elements of an atom are protons, electrons and neutrons. So I want to just look at those things. The first one is protons. Protons carry a positive energy. Protons carry a positive energy. Protons speak of structure, leadership covering. If you didn't listen to my message, cover me. Can I encourage you as you're driving to work or jogging or hiking, whatever you're doing, listen to it on podcast because the covering in a house is the father. The father was created to be the covering. The, the word for father in the Hebrew is the first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet. It's the Aleph and the Beit or the A and the B and Ab. We see that Ab in the word Abram. Abram, means Ram, exalted, Ab, father. Ab, Raham is, Raham means father of a multitude or a, a multitude. Raham is a multitude. Ab is father, father of a multitude. Um, so, so Ab means father. But it's interesting because the Aleph, the A in the, the Hebrew uh, alphabet represents the ox. It is sim- symbolized by an ox. An ox is strength. It's really interesting because Jesus is the Aleph, Tough. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And the, the symbol for the Tav, which is the, the Z, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, is a cross. And the symbol of the first letter, the Aleph, is an ox, which is also strength, but also sacrifice. That God was already prophesying in the Hebrew letters that Jesus would be the strength of God sacrificed to redeem everything else. And so, but the house, the house, the AB, it, the strength of the house is the ox. The, 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 it's the, the father's job. It's, it's the dad's job. And that's why I thank God for Dr. Matt and I thank God for 120 to 140 men coming here 5.30 a.m. on a Tuesday morning to seek God in prayer because what, the, what was stolen from us in our upbringing, what the devil stole from us in the world, we can get back in the presence of God. We can get back as we push into God. God wants to fill in all the gaps, all the deficiencies, everything that is missing in your life, God will fill. So I thank God that we have men that know how to pray, men that know how to seek God, men that know how to get their alpha back. A few years ago, I was standing on this stage when we, when we had... Um, uh, our Emerge conference, and we could just fit it in here. I think we had like 400 men at that Emerge conference. So I said, why don't we hold it just packed out right here? And I'm standing on the stage, and God said, I'm restoring the alpha roar. I'm restoring the alpha roar. And I, thought, I said, what's the alpha roar? And the alpha is, is the, the, the headline, is the head male. And I remember being in uh, Johannesburg, and they, they took me to, to one of those uh, national parks. And, and we, we came over this ridge and, and around a corner, and here was a, a zebra that had been taken down by a pride alliance. 
And so we were watching the lions and, and there were two, two males. And so I said to, to uh, my, my friend who lived there, I said, well, how do I know which one's the alpha? Because they, they both look strong and they both got the full mane. He says, oh, pastor, pastor, you'll tell in just a moment which one the alpha is. I said, how, how will you tell? Well, the alpha always eats first. And so the, the, the two males, you know, go over and then all of a sudden the, the, one of them starts eating from the belly. Well, the other guy comes over to go for maybe the, the hindquarters of the leg and this guy just lets this roar and it, like it felt like it shook the van that we were in. Like it was like quite devastating. And he says, the alpha always eats first because he's the protector. And then he began to tell me that the, that the alpha, when he, come, when he comes in, uh, he literally puts his DNA around his territory. And if another alpha from anywhere else tries to come in, he will fight and kill that other alpha to protect the pride. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Beautiful scripture. I'm not going to do any violence to it, but let me just help you. The alpha lion, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The alpha lion puts his DNA in his territory. So that if another lion comes, the lion can smell the DNA. And unless it wants to take this other lion on, it better just pass around that territory. There is no higher concentrate of your DNA than in your blood. God sent Jesus, his only son, into the earth and he was nailed to a cross on the earth. The devil up until that time had been piping off. God said to him in the book of Job, where have you come from? He says, I've come from the earth, from walking back and forth and going to and fro upon it. God says, I'm the alpha of the earth. And he spilt his blood on the earth so that the devil can't come after you. You are the sons and you are the daughters of the most high God. God has put his DNA on you. He is the alpha, he is the alpha lion. And so God said, so I'm standing on this stage and all this is just getting, getting downloaded. And God says that there are so many men because of abuse in the home or an absence of their daddy in the home that they, 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 they are called to be alpha, but they're living in beta. And you need to get their alpha raw back because they're going to go home and they're going to fight for their marriage and they're going to fight for their kids and they're going to fight for their family and they're going to be protectors and they're going to be providers. We need, to, we need to get back to the proton. We need to raise men who are proton who go first, that the, the ox breaks the ground. That's what the ox does in the winter. They, they put the yoke on the oxen and he breaks the farrow ground. When there are stones stopping a harvest, it's the ox that removes the heavy stones out of it. When the ox is present, all the cows are safe because ain't no predator want to mess with the ox because they can get gorged and killed by the ox. And God says, we need to raise up men. We need to raise up men, restore the alpha back. It's called the proton. It's called the proton. Now, let me just tell you this. Uh, because, because of my upbringing and because of the brokenness in my daddy's life, I could preach to youth easily. Even when I went to Bible college, I said, God, I, I love preaching. I love entertaining. But, you know, there's just some things that I'm going to skip that, you know, other people have got it. You know, they're a marriage ministry and they're a men's ministry. And, hey, they got it already. I am not qualified to speak about those things because of the dysfunction and the pain. In fact... Uh, God kept saying to me at Bible school, you need to forgive your dad. I'm like, I ain't forgiving him. 
I ain't forgiving him. Number one, he ain't asking. Number two, he ain't deserving. And she's like, you know when I was hanging on the cross and the Romans were gambling for my clothes? I'm like, yeah. I said, Father, forgive them. Yeah, I know, crazy. He said, they weren't asking and they weren't forgiving. I forgave them. He said, Jürgen, there'll be a ceiling over your life. All your preaching will come out with a harsh twang and something very, very broken and defiled until you forgive your dad. So, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive him. God says, too late. I'm lifting it. Now I want you to tell him that you love him. I had never heard the words from my dad, I love you. But the word proton also means first. And God's saying, you got to be the one to go first. You have to, somebody, somebody has to go first. Somebody's got to end the cycle. Someone's got to end the dysfunction. Somebody's got to end the generational curses that just keep getting passed down. Your dad was an alcoholic, abusive, because his daddy was an alcoholic, abusive, probably because his daddy was an alcoholic. So how, how, how far are we going to kick the can down the road? Somebody's got to go first. Somebody's got to reverse the curse. And so I remember I said to him on my wedding day, I'll tell my dad I love of him and, and I did and something broke over my dad something broke over me God then with with my own kids began to take me on a journey where I felt completely unqual I felt out of my depth when Jordan turned 14 I didn't know how to be a daddy to a 14 year old I didn't know how to do it and it was awkward it was uncomfortable I felt so unqualified but God says never confuse unqualified for disqualified never confused unqualified for disqualified that's why God said to Joshua three times in Joshua, five more times in Deuteronomy, eight times altogether, that you need to be strong and courageous. You need to be strong and courageous. Strong and courageous. Why strong and courageous? Because I'm going to speak to you strength and courage to do what wisdom tells you to do. Wisdom says, tell your dad you love him. Wisdom says, forgive. Wisdom says, be this. Wisdom says, do that. And I would find I didn't have the strength on the inside of me, but I knew that God was telling me, be strong and Whatever you have lost, whatever the devil has stripped from you, can I just tell you, you can get it back. If you will lean in in this house, if you will open your heart to the Word of God and the Spirit of God, God will begin to restore. God will begin to rebuild. God will begin to redeem. God will begin to replenish. God will begin to restructure everything the devil stole, everything was stripped from you. God will put it back in you. We are raising up powerhouse marriages, powerhouse men, powerhouse women, powerhouse families. We're going to raise up people that know how to shabra da know how to pray, know how to go to war. They know how to put the line in the sand and say, devil, get away from my marriage. Devil, get away from my children. Devil, get off my family. Devil, get off my finances. We're raising up a brand new generation. It's called the proton. It's called the proton. So I found that I had to go to another level. Now, to have some fun, to have some fun. The electrons, number two, electrons is negative energy. Now we immediately have a negative connotation when it comes to negative energy. But here's the thing, opposites attract. If they try to get two positives together, they repel. You try and get two negatives together, they repel. But a positive and a negative, a positive and a negative attract. This is important. Because if I was honest with you, I had no idea when I got married, I had no idea when I got married what I was getting into. Because 
like any typical male, I was looking forward. In fact, my vision went as far as the honeymoon. I hadn't, I thought after that, everything's gotta be smooth sailing after that. I'm going from celibate to celebrating. <laughs> Celebrate good times, come on. Do, 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 do. That's all I'm thinking. I'm just thinking honeymoon, hello. That's what I'm thinking. And tonight is the night. We'll be making love the whole night through. That's what I was thinking. That's, all, that's, all, that's as far as I got. I have no idea that once, once we got married, dear Jesus, I mean, I knew, I knew, I knew I was marrying Miss Wright. I knew. I didn't realize her first name was always. So I've come to discover that the term hus husband literally means a man in training. A man in, and we never graduate. If you think you graduated, you got to go back to first grade. You got to start all over again because we never graduate. The Bible says this the Bible says, says, iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the count countenance of his friend. For iron to sharpen iron, there's sparks. There's. So let me just tell you a lot of people, they, they, they leave a marriage because of tension, they leave a marriage because of what can seemingly be negative energy that they give up or they quit. But I'm telling you, it is the greatest shaping tool. I honestly, I, I've been married this coming into our 28th year. I honestly believe that I would not be anywhere near. In fact, I know I would not be anywhere near who I am, what I am, where I am today. If it wasn't for the shaping of my, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper. Now, man, I know this is going to strike the ego. But when God selects his words, he selects them intentionally. Like, you need help. Yes. <laughs> right. Exhibit A, helper. Men don't want to believe that we need help. I got it. But you need, and so he brings the woman and she will frustrate him at times. For example, we were just brand new, brand new married. We're driving through Mickey D's, otherwise known as McDonald's, and we're ordering. And uh, would you like, would you like, you know, fries? Would you like, you know, to make that a combo, fries and a drink? Would you like fries and a drink, Leanne? Oh, no, no, I just want the, the, the burger, just the, no, no fries. Uh, no, just, just, just the, do you want to drink a Diet Coke? Should do a Diet Coke and just, but no fries, no fries. You know, they ask me, would you like, give me fries, absolutely. <laughs> It's almost a sin not to eat McDonald's fries. When you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, the first thing they serve is McDonald's fries. Did you know that? The only thing is in heaven, they're not under the curse. So the more that you eat, the more ripped you get. So like if you start putting on a few pounds in heaven, you just go and eat McDonald's fries and that six pack starts, that's heaven. That's how we know it's heaven. So anyway, so, 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 you know, they pass the bag through. Now you've got to drive, so you can't, you can't hold the bag. And, and so I, oh, no. and as I'm, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you didn't order any fries. <laughs> They're my fries. Now there's a fight. There's a fight. Now, I honestly believe I can win this fight in a court. Right. 
If we went, Your Honour, the receipt clearly shows that the Big Mac combo, mine, had the fries. The double-double cheeseburger came by itself, no fries. She was eating my fries. These are legally my fries. I feel like I would win in a court. But in this court, it doesn't matter what I throw down, I am losing. Oh, oh that's how you want to be? Well, guess who's sleeping alone now? And I'm so mad now. And when, you, when boys get mad, they say, they say things they really don't think through. We just speak and then think, you know what, I, I don't want to sleep with you again. That's it. Sleeping in a spare room. I don't need you. And then two or three days later, you're like, baby. <laughs> Waving away. Anyway, and so. Somebody say tension. See, the word tension means two forces pulling in opposite directions. When, when, when you're courting, it's usually the things you have in common that initially attract you. Oh my God, oh my God. They like Coldplay. Oh, they, they like hiking. I love hiking. Oh my God. And, and you know, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the things that, you know. But then, but then once, you, once you get married, the Holy Ghost, if you're not already opposites, the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit will begin to work on you to make you opposites. This is the strengthening because every bridge in America has what they call tension. Some of them even use high tension, high tensile steel in the ropes and in the support structures because tension is two forces pulling in opposite directions. If you're erecting a tent, you've got to have tension in the ropes, otherwise that thing's going to blow over. God wants to strengthen your marriage. He wants to strengthen your family. So what you and I are told by the devil and by the spirit, the, the self-entitled spirit of this world, that if there's tension, something must be wrong. That tension is something to be avoided. It's because he's trying to take your tent down. He's trying to knock your tent over. But tension is good. One person will be a morning person. The other one will be a night person. One, and Leanne is the morning person. I'm the night person. I, I have all these creative, and I struggle to get to sleep. She, like that, she's falling asleep. Mid-sentence, she's gone. She'll wake up in the morning, 6 a.m. And she knows, she knows now, you know, we've been married 27 years, that if she tries to wake Grumple Stiltskin, it's not going to be good. So she doesn't directly wake me. She, she doesn't do that anymore, you know, because she's been, no, I have never... <coughs> So she'll just vacuum. And then all of a sudden there must have been something on my pillow because she, pillow because she's got the little the little mini vac and next my hair's in there. Oh, what the? oh, so are you awake? Well I am now. And uh, well while you're awake, why don't we go for a coffee? And it's like, and so I've got to forgive I forgive my wife, I forgive my the whole way there. So anyway, so so one's a morning, one's a night. One's spontaneous and the other one's calculated. It's like, man, oh, I can't believe that we couldn't be more opposite. No, no, it's the Holy Ghost. Because if you were both spontaneous, you would be evicted from your, because you didn't pay the rent. You wouldn't have Jack. And if you were both, if you were both methodical and calculated, you wouldn't, also wouldn't have anything because no one's going to step out and take a risk. So what God does is he gives you brevity. 
what God does is, is, is he creates these bookends where one person is spontaneous and, and ready to jump and ready to take risk and the other person is, is calculated and calm and, and in between that there's discussion and that's where you have to learn to communicate but, but you now have a plethora, you now have a smorgasbord of options and decisions and the Bible says in a multitude of counsellors there is safety. The Bible says in the presence of many counsellors wage war. When you've, when you've only got this much counsel and you're going to step out, it's not going to be good but when you've got this breath, so God will begin to create God will begin to create opposites because it's the shaping of you and it's the strengthening of your marriage. Now, say all of that to say this, that as men, we are not always that bright. They say that that the, the female brain forms much faster and quicker in the womb. The, 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 uh, the frontal lobe and the cortex and fuse together much faster than the male brain does. The synapses fire much early in the development stage so that by the time a, a woman or a young lady is 21 years of age, her vocabulary has 5,500 more words than the male. That's why she will say something and you as a man think you know what it means. <laughs> For example, hey, honey, are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, phew. Okay, I'll be golfing. <laughs> Just, she ain't fine. Well, she said so. Honey, are you crying? I'm not crying. No, no, it looks like, I'm not crying. Okay, you're not crying. Just your head's leaking from your eyeballs. She will ask you questions. She will ask you, are you going golfing? Yeah, tea time just what? She, she's not, she's, that's not a question. That is not a question. The right answer is not yes. A tea time just opened up. The, the, I'm, 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 you tell me what I'm doing. I like wearing golf pants, but I was thinking of wearing them around the home because the lawns needed doing. That's exactly what I was going to And so, so they'll ask you all these questions. So, Stupid is as stupid does. I get married. I have no idea, no idea when I get married, no idea uh, when I get married on, on, on any of this stuff. I, like I told you, I was just thinking honeymoon. So I marry Leanne at 17 before she realized what other options. So too late. <laughs> Rings on the finger. Hello. Anyway, and so, so uh, her 18th birthday, her 18th birthday, she marries me and her parents were really strict with diet and, you know, so she marries me and so she's glad to get out from the restraints of her parents. So we're eating at, you know, out every night. Pizza Hut, Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's. I mean, it's a smorgasbord. We're just eating out every night. It's awesome. But anyway, so Leanne starts going, oh man, I think I'm putting on weight. And I'm like, oh, you probably put on a few pounds, which you never say. You never, ever, you just lie. You just, it's even God goes, just go ahead. I won't, I won't even look, just go, you know, it's like, and, and I won't even count that against you. It's a, uh, and so, 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 but I'm stupid. I'm just, I'm just newlywed. I don't realize you're not meant to. And so I'm like, well, yeah. You know, and so she's like, oh, you know, I feel like my thighs or my, my butt, and, you know. And so, so she goes to bed one night and, and I'm watching, you know, the infomercials, you know, just, I'm watching some show and they have the infomercials. Do you have unsightly thighs? I'm like, what the heck? And, uh. Does your thighs look like cottage cheese? Do you have a flabby backside? The new um, 
uh, ab, thigh blaster. That's it, the, the thigh blaster. You know, and, and so then they have these models, you know, and the models, I mean, they all look fantastic. Do you want a body like this? And I'm like, even if she doesn't, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm in big trouble now. And so, so I'm like, four easy payments, 1995. I'm like, I'll take two. You know, I didn't, I just bought one. But, you know, but I was so excited. And so, you know, it arrives. I hide it from Leanne. I even take it down to get a gift wrap to put a big bow on it. It's her birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you're smart. I feel so judged right now. Anyway, so, so. Honey. The night, the night person woke up early that morning because I was so pumped. When you're really stupid, you get pumped about the wrong things. <laughs> Honey! Leanne sits up in bed. Oh my gosh, just open it. Just open it. Wow! It's for me. Happy birthday. You're gonna love it. I thought about myself. Can't wait with myself. She goes, oh, oh, I wanna keep the bow. Keep the bow, keep the bow. What do you think what's inside? So, you know, she undoes, you know, the bow rule. Now, I'm gonna keep this, I'm gonna use it again. Yeah, use it again, use it. What do you think? Because in the paper, I got a gift wrapped. I got a gift wrapped. You got a gift wrapped? Yeah, I'm just that kind of husband. I had a gift wrapped through you. We could probably celebrate afterward. She goes, I don't even want to rip the paper. And she's like, she opens it up. And she just sees the word blaster. <laughs> blaster. She's looking, just open it. Go ahead, have a look. Now she sees the word thigh. Thigh blaster. Thigh blaster. Did I do good? Did I do good? Her little lip drops. <laughs> you think I'm fat? Next minute, a shoe comes flying at my head. I didn't get back into the room for the rest of the day. I had no idea what I was doing. I then began to spend several years in a place this video will explain. If we can play the video. Oh. Uh, so that's where I've been living all these years. <laughs> Praise God. All right, number three. Number three is neutrons. Neutrons carry no charge but hold everything together. And uh, the Bible teaches us that God is love. God is love. God doesn't have love. God is love. The Bible says that we were made by God for God. So if we substitute the word God or the name God for love, we were made by love for love. In God's perfect economy, that's exactly how it always should have been, that a man would fall in love with a woman. Out of that love, he betrothes her forsaking all others he takes her to himself and then in that love there is an act of love and in that act of love it conceives and produces a child 
This is how God intended every human to come into the world, through an act of love, out of an environment of love, from a culture of love that flows from the God of love. The number one search of every human being is to love and be loved. Love is so powerful that even the most broken people, when they have an encounter with God, they don't, they don't change because of His laws or the fear of hell. You find that we really have to talk about how bad hell is to get people to God. We just talk about how awesome God is. You don't need to. You don't need to talk about how bad the alternative is when you know how good God is. When I was in Bible school, there was a gentleman who uh, was in our Bible college class and he shared his testimony. His testimony was, was horrendous. He'd moved, his family had moved from Europe to Australia. They were a migrant family, a very poor family. And his father had uh, uh, an alcohol addiction and a drug addiction and abandoned the family, abandoned the nest. And he ended up being on the streets and being an outcast, being uh, an immigrant, was uh, ended up joining with the wrong group of people. He got arrested for uh, an armed robbery and then went to jail, came out, first offence short, then he did it again. <clears throat> this time he went away for four years. He was meant to be away for longer, but the judge was lenient on him because he had gotten his girlfriend pregnant and was expecting their first child. He came out and <clears throat> the judge says, we're going to let you off, but just one, one more offence and you're going away for up to 20 years. So he decided he wanted to go the straight and narrow, but when you're a twice convicted felon, it's very, very hard to get a high paying job. And somebody that didn't have skills because he joined gangs and didn't do well at school, the language barrier, the ethnicity, everything else. The only job he could get was down at the local rec yard when they would bring in uh, cars that were wrecked, his job was to remove the battery and take a sledgehammer and smash the car battery with the sledgehammer and pull out the lead. And the more lead that he got, the more he got paid, but he was barely making ends meet because it was such a struggle and it was such backbreaking work. He'd work 12 hours a day for sometimes not enough to put food on the table and keep the lights on. Exasperated, trying to look after his now wife and his son. His friend said, hey, listen, we've scoped out this place. It's an easy job. We're just gonna go in and out. We've, we've been studying it, been watching it. We know when the guards switch at the night, it, piece of cake, I oh, know I really don't want to, men are now come on man, it's so simple. He goes on this thing, they trip the wire, the police come, they arrest his friends and he knows it's only a matter of time because he was there, he was caught on surveillance, he was, that they're gonna be coming for him. That was a Saturday night. <clears throat> Sunday morning, he feels so bad, he can't go to church because he knows he's got to tell his wife that he did this and he got arrested. So when his wife and son go to church, he stays home. Church finished and then he decided when they come home, this is what I'm gonna do. And he went out to the shed where he had an old shotgun. And he knew he was gonna go away possibly for 20 years. Someone else would marry his wife and someone else would raise his children. So he decided no one's gonna marry her and no one's gonna raise my son. So I'm gonna shoot my son, I'm gonna shoot my wife and then I'm gonna turn the gun and kill myself. He brings the gun in and he puts it under the, the, the couch and he's waiting. He's waiting, they should be home, they're normally home by now. 
20 minutes past, 30 minutes past, 45 minutes past. He says, the devil starts speaking to him. You know why she's not home yet? She found a guy at church. She's already talking to somebody. You're such a loser. Would you really think she's going to stick with you? Your kid? Any of the men at church are far better. So now he's angry. Well, the car pulls up in the driveway. He's ready. He's ready to reach under the, the couch, pull out the gun. The wife, when she walks in, f- senses tension, avoids the, the living room, goes straight into the kitchen. But their little son, he doesn't know any better. He walks into the lounge room and his dad's sitting there. He's got one hand under the thing, ready to pull out the gun. And his little boy comes walking across and he climbs up on his daddy's knee. He puts his arms around his daddy's neck. He says, Daddy? And my friend said, I, I couldn't look at him. And he said, my son said again, Daddy? Couldn't look at him. He said, he grabbed my face. He said, Daddy? He says, and when I looked into his eyes, he looked at me and he says, Daddy? When I grow up, I want to be a battery smasher just like you. He said it so broke his heart, so broke his life. He'd never, he'd never experienced unconditional love. He said he had no idea that God could speak through a little four-year-old boy. But God had spoken to him and he broke down. He wanted to be a better man for that kid. He ended up getting arrested. He ended up going away for five years. Should have been 20, but he parole and letters from the church and he came out and he says after that I knew it that's why I'm here at Bible College now because I want to serve God we were created by God for God we were created by love for love I got saved on a beach I didn't get saved because I found a theology or I found a dogma or I found a religion I had an encounter where everything that was broken in my life was impacted by a love that I had never experienced in this world that came from God. For God so loved the world. Not for God loved the world. For God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. You are so loved, my friend. And until you receive God's love, you will never, you will never fully be and you will never fully experience all that God designed and destined for you to have. Would you close your eyes? Let me say a prayer for you today. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never opened yourself up to this love, friend, good news, you're in the right place at the right time. Maybe you're here today and it's your first time in church. Friend, I want you to know, even on your first time, you can make that encounter. That was my first time ever at a church thing. And I lifted my hand, I invited Christ into my heart and everything changed. Maybe you're here today and you're just far from God. Maybe you once walked with God, but you got separated. Friend, come back today. Maybe you're here and you've been trying to be really religious God isn't impressed with your religion Jesus said by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another not if you have perfect religion and theology it's about love if you know that there's a love gap if you know that there's a love break if you know that there's a love deficit in your life friend I want you to know God wants to step into your life today through the person of Jesus. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com. 